Today's episode of Final Girls Horrorcast is brought to you by The Gourmet Geek, Nikki B, and our newest high-level subscriber, OC Monster Man. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> You're listening to the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. And thanks for joining us on the 137th episode of Final Girls Horrorcast, the show where we discuss some of the horror, thriller, and sci-fi movies currently available on your favorite streaming sites. I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. And on this week's episode, we're discussing the Japanese film Do On The Grudge and its American counterpart, The Grudge. For you new listeners, we are a spoiler-heavy podcast, so continue at your own risk. Juwan is streaming on Vudu and Tubby TV, and The Grudge is currently available on HBO Go and HBO Now. So please check those out before continuing if you are a spoiler-sensitive listener. But before we jump into these films, let's get started with a segment that we like to call... Trailer Trash Talk. Today's trailer is Three From Hell. With a September 16th release date, question mark. I'm put a question mark there because it's not a wide release, I don't think. Gotcha. Uh, I think it's like a special screening thing. Uh, it's written and directed by Rob Zombie, of course. And the IMDb summary is sequel to The Devil's Rejects. I like it. Literally, that's the IMDb summary. Best one I've read in weeks. Shortened to the point, no (laughs) grammatical errors. I mean, I can read it without sounding like a bumbling idiot, so that's exciting. That's true. That was very successful. (laughs) It was very successful. Honestly, the whole beginning of that scene, I don't want to jinx it, and I'm going to knock on wood, but we killed it, Carly. We did. We we really nailed it. (laughs) We're back to it. We sound like professionals. We just had a little bit of a lull there, and that's fine. Thanks for hanging in there with us, guys. So we're doing this trailer for Trailer Trash Talk based on multiple suggestions we received online. Not because I wanted to discuss it. (laughs) What else were we going to talk about? I I don't know. There were other things. (laughs) (laughs) So I am not a huge Rob Zombie film fan. Right. However... I see most of the movies. I think I haven't seen his past two, to be honest. But um, I'll probably see this one. I don't want to see it. I'm sure I'll have to at some point. I just, I don't know. Rob Zombie is just not my thing. Yeah. I don't don't know. I saw Health of a Thousand Corpses in theaters. I saw Devil's Rejects in theaters. I'll probably see this one in a theater if it's available. So the premise of this movie is that they survive at the end, spoiler alert, of Devil's Rejects? Yes. It's gotta be because they are alive. But like, really? There's no way. There's no fucking way. (laughs) No, there's no way. They Bonnie and Clyde that shit. Yes, that's In a big way. That's that's the best part of the devil's rejects. <laughs> it's true. In my opinion. Yeah. Is that they go out guns a blazing 
and give zero fucks. So I don't really like the premise of this movie just to start with. Yeah, automatically it's bullshit. And then, (laughs) Carly, you sound like me, Carly. (laughs) I'm rubbing off on (laughs) you. And then, I mean, just stylistically, it's not my thing. I really, like, anytime I have to listen to, like, Rob Zombie dialogue, I cringe. It's just not... It's not my style, my type of movie stylistically. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are really excited about this. And we've gotten so many listener requests for different Rob Zombie films. Um, So I know we have listeners that love Rob Zombie. And I apologize if I am upsetting you. But if you've listened to our show before, you would probably know by now we are not Rob Zombie fans. So it's true. That's what listener listeners request is for that's exactly what listener request is for and that's why when we did devil's rejects we did it for a listener request yeah oh <laughs> yeah it was amy's favorite episode yeah you know it's just not my thing although i will say i'm sure house of a thousand corpses is awful and i remember it not being great but i'm kind of curious to rewatch it just because it's been so long since i've seen it yeah, I remember I actually, when I saw it, I was so disturbed by a lot of it, and I wonder if I would still feel that way. I don't remember being disturbed. I remember I was, like, stoked to see it because I had been waiting, and I remember, like, years before it actually came out, it was supposed to have come out, and they did, like, a whole marketing campaign for it, and then it got pulled, and then it was, like, which kind of, like, created more of a buzz, and then it was released, and I just remember feeling really let down. Mm. But, but I feel like now, since I'm already let down, <laughs> if, like... The expectations are low. Exactly. Yeah. Like, what will I think about it if I revisit it now? Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I, uh, I'll, I'm i sure I'll end up watching it. I really don't plan to see this in theaters, though. That's not going to be something that happens. I probably will. Yeah, um, that sounds like because I saw the other two. You go to you go to most new releases. Though. Yeah, I'll watch it. You're a theater rat. I love it. I just Would ma- live I just made up that term, by the way. I like it. I, liked I it. um I coined the phrase. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> I accept it. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so we'll. Uh, I mean, the trailer looks like a Rob Zombie movie. It doesn't. Yep. You know, it, it's so. really funny because after I watched this trailer, like. The Devil's Rejects automatically played, like, the trailer for that. And then the trailer Mm. for House of a Thousand Corpses automatically played. And they all kind of start exactly the same with, like, police sirens or, like, Mm -hmm. ambulance sirens and, like, newscasts talking over. So, like, it's kind of funny because they all are basically. They all kind of feel like the same trailer, especially because it's the same three people. Yeah. It's pretty funny to watch back to back. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm not stoked on this. Not excited about it. Don't care about it. Not a zombie fan. Not a Rob zombie fan. Not in any kind of zombie fan. Well, there you go. There you have it. <laughs> That's all she wrote. It's all she wrote. Let's move on. <laughs> what are we um, discussing first today, Carly? We are going to be talking about 2002's Juon, The Grudge, uh, written and directed by... Uh, Takashi Shimizu, um, many films in the Juwan franchise, plus Kiki's Delivery Service. Um, did I say written and directed by? 
I believe so. I think I was just so focused on like getting the name right. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think don't know. you if, did, but then you just okay. said many films. Not many. He directed many films. Oh, <laughs> because I was. So you just said many films names. in the Jewel. Many franchise. films that he did. <laughs> Sorry, guys, but I, you know, whatever. <laughs> we, you knew what you knew what she meant. Exactly. We do this every week. Um, IMDb summary is a mysterious and vengeful spirit marks and pursues anybody who dares enter the house in which it resides. Solid summary. Yeah. So, first off, this movie's crazy. I've seen Juan. I yeah. remembered Juan, I thought. And then I watched this <laughs> and I did not remember one little thing about it. Me either except for the 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 cat noise. Yeah. I remember that rather distinctly. So, I don't know if this is the Juan I saw. Gotcha. You think you saw the other one, the I one before this. I think I might have seen the very first one. Sure. Which is on IMDb called Jew on the Curse. So, so it goes, basically, it's the same premise-ish, except for with a school teacher right. instead of a social worker. Right. So there's Jew on the Curse, mm-hmm. Jew on the Curse 2, mm-hmm. then Jew on the Grudge. Right. Then Jew on the Grudge 2. Right. Then there's other ones, and I don't know a lot about them. Yeah. So I don't know which one I saw, Carly. I have no idea, <laughs> but I don't think it was this one. And I remember really liking Juan. Yeah. And I didn't love this one. Like, I didn't dislike it. Um, but I remember it being scarier and more interesting um, Same. than this was. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know what yeah. I saw. I can tell you I remember something in the original film that I did not get in either of the films we're discussing today. So if one of our listeners knows what the fuck I'm talking about, maybe you can write us and tell me because it's driving me nuts. And I can't go back and watch the other earlier movies right now because they're not streaming and I'm not paying $10 right now for that. No, 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 no. No. Um, But okay, here's what I remember. So this noise that I'm going to make multiple times oh. during this episode because it's oh so fun. And then you also hear a billion times in the movie. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty good at that, right? I practice. Yeah. Um, so that noise, I thought at the end of the movie, you find out that that noise is the rope from him being hung. Mm. I thought that that was like a reveal, like it was a big part at the end where you're like, oh, that's why we keep hearing that sound. But I mean, I wish that that was a reveal. But in that literally any of never happens movies. in either of these movies. So I, I don't know what movie I saw that in. <laughs> yeah. That would be nice. Right. I wish that that was a thing that happened. Um, these movies are kind of all over the place. Um, I guess. The gr- the first one it makes sense in that it like is each person's story. Like this is what happened to this person, sure. and this is what happened to this person. Um, I I feel like I didn't remember it looking like a student. Remember film? that MTV show Undressed? <laughs> yeah, it looked like that movie. Or that show the whole time. And I couldn't stop thinking about it. It was very distracting. It has a super student film vibe. I think it's just low budget Japanese early 2000s. So, I mean, 
it is what it is. Uh, I don't remember, like, the makeup being so obviously makeup. Yeah. Like, it just looks like someone took house paint and, like, painted them. Painted their eyes, for sure. Yeah, it's not, like, the makeup's not great, you know? It's not, yeah. it's not as good as you're hoping, or as I remembered, even. Me it's, either. It's fine. You know, it's fine for what it is. It's just like, I don't know, my memory does not serve uh, what I actually watched this week. I was distracted the whole time and I was I don't I wasn't drawn into this movie at all. I wasn't scared either. No. There's no jump scares. I really no. like all the, the I, I guess all the jump scares are in the remake, but um I thought there would at least be some. Uh there was none, like not no. even one. Uh there were some creepy things. Um The end was creepy. I'll say that. Yes. The, the end was great. I just got chills when you said yeah. that. Because the, the end, end is was really so great. solid, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I could, I could just do without like most of it. I could like have been a short film. It's a lot <laughs> of just it, honestly. It's basically an anthology, right? Because we yeah. have all these little mini stories, mm-hmm. um, and the wraparound is that it's surrounding this one ghost haunting these Correct. different people. There's no character development. No, there's no real storyline. Um, there's no real, like, purpose. Mm-mm. There's no escaping any of it. So it's just kind of like you're watching it, but it, it, there's no evolution or anything. It's just you're no. just watching this ghost kill a bunch of people. And, I mean, if that's your thing, then it's it's great for that. Uh, I think a lot – there's some really creative things here, which are nice. A lot of really good ideas. Um and 100% worth watching. I just don't think it's as good as I remembered it and as a lot of people talk it up. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it gets maybe a little bit more respect than it needs, although I'm sure it broke a lot of boundaries, um, especially in the Japanese horror arena. Uh, and maybe that's where, like, the main respect comes from. But I think mm-hmm. as a film standing by itself, it's like a six. You know, it's not a 10. No. It's it's no. a perfectly respectable movie to watch and enjoy, but it's not nearly as great as most people talk about it being. I agree. Um, I remembered this being better than what it was. And so I am wondering if maybe I was confusing it with maybe a different movie, the prequel or... Um, I don't know. I know that the Ringu movies were popular at the same time, and I know that I really liked the prequel of that movie. Mm. So maybe, like, I was thinking of, like, the scare factor was definitely greater. Sure. Um, but this was, I was bored until the end, um, until the, like, the schoolgirls um, story. I feel like I was just, you know very easily distracted sure. by anything that sure, was going sure. on. Sure, sure. Yeah, no, it's not it's not something that really holds your attention. Mm-hmm. Um it's cuz I mean when there's creative things it's really great, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of like kind of repetitive things happening where you're like, "Okay, we get it. Right. Kayako's coming and she's going to kill people. Like we get it. Right. And the boy's going to hold the cat and the cat's going to show up and do things that creep people out." Right. 
the boy's going to open his mouth and it's going to sound like a cat and it's going to be weird and you're going to feel uncomfortable. <laughs> what else? <laughs> um, so let me see. I'll go through uh, some of my notes here. Okay. Um, okay. So the acting, even though it's in Japanese, I can tell acting's not great. Yeah. It's not. Uh, anything to write home about and again it's low budget so it's something that kind of comes along with that territory uh and i try not to harp on it too much especially in low budget films but yeah it's not uh it's a little distracting even in a different language uh at times yeah um i wrote a lot of notes asking if i'm watching the right movie i even texted carly a couple times asking her if i was watching the right movie (laughs) She did. I had to break it down. The same thing that we said at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes. As long as it looks like this, so you're on the right track. Did you watch this on Voodoo or Tubby TV? Uh, Tubby. Tubby. I watched it on Tubby also, um, which is funny because we usually prefer Voodoo. Mm-hmm. Um, but my Voodoo was asking me for a login and I got frustrated. So I just went to Tubby. <laughs> uh, there's a scene where, and it's a very... Uh, memorable scene when um, the young woman is getting stalked in the halls by Kayako and she runs home and she's watching TV and then she puts her head under the covers because she gets scared and Kayako's there. Um, But in my version, like the second you see Kayako under the covers, it cuts to commercial. (laughs) And, (laughs) And when you're watching it on Tubby TV, there's like a countdown. So it's like, I knew that that. Kayako was going to be under the covers and I knew the commercial was coming. So like the whole time I couldn't stop being like, okay, what's going to happen? Am I going to see Kayako before the commercial or are we just going to cut to commercial and then the commercial be over and then Kayako will be there? (laughs) (laughs) What happened? Uh, The answer is you see Kayako and then it's a commercial and then you see Kayako again and then it's the next scene. Oh, weird. Yeah. They they did not time that perfectly. (laughs) As they were trying to. Although it seems like they did mostly have the commercials between each story, which was interesting. That was nice of them. I wonder if they planned that or if it just like happened. Yeah, I don't I don't think it was constantly like that. But there were definitely a few times where it lined lined up nicely in that way. Um, There is a scene where a child is playing a recorder. Yep. You know, like the flute type recorders. Oh, yes. And I said, oh, recorders are annoying in every country. Good to know. (laughs) It's an international issue. Eradicate all recorders. (laughs) I will rock the recorder. No, they're horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Even if you play it well, it's still annoying. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. It's not a good sound. Okay. Okay. I mean, and there's also confusion about when people are dying in these movies. Yeah. You'll be like, oh, okay, that person died, but then they'll be in the next scene in the hospital. Or or you'll be like, maybe they didn't die, but then mm-hmm. you never see them again. So you're like, oh, okay, I guess they died. So it's like, it's weird because it's like you'll see Kayako like climb on top of someone or shove her head in, her, in people's faces or whatever the hell she does. and then And then really you don't know if she killed them or not. There's no uh, end result there unless you see them as a ghost or or something. Or you see them in the morgue. Yes. One of the two. Um, I got upset that the house didn't get burned down. 
Me he too. brings all those gas cans in there. He knows there's ghosts that are going to try to distract him. And he cannot put on blinders and just ignore it. He has to... He has to get distracted. I mean, it makes a little bit more sense now that I know that he thought his daughter was in the house. Right. Like, I guess that makes sense. But still. But still, that happens in the future, right? Yeah. So there's like a weird time warp thing happening yeah not a lot of stuff made sense for me in this in these movies um i i mean i liked it uh but it's really not perfect at all i liked the end a lot yeah the end is creepy Uh, yeah it's super creepy i really liked the end i don't get the looking through the hands thing so what happens if you look at keiko through your hands she chills and leaves you alone why would that matter? Is it like, it, don't look directly at her? Is it like looking at the sun where you're not supposed to do it? But that's not. I mean, you are looking directly at her with your eyeballs if you're looking through your hands. Yeah, I don't I don't really get it. It doesn't make sense. And Kayako is very dramatic. She has like oh, dramatic God. entrances. She mm-hmm. has to do like a whole thing. She likes to peek. Yeah. There's always like a, there's got to be like a, a scare factor. The pageantry of her scares is excessive. A little excessive. Very Kayako, extreme. It's you know? very extreme. Reel it back a little. Yeah. You know, you don't need. Or give us some jump scares. Or, or that, which would also be lovely. You know? I mean, I do think it's kind of cool that it's like, oh, look, this ghost is going to end up killing this whole town because people's curiosity is are never in check you know yeah, like i can't, be dead they just can't help e- themselves she's totally gonna eradicate the entire police department soon yeah you know? <laughs> no i would 100 percent be gone if i could get into uh, like that kind of a house yeah would you would I'd be a goner. I'd be and a you goner. would be dead immediately yeah yeah do you think you would last like a day or two because it seems like some characters last like a couple days and then some characters die immediately on the spot do you think there's yeah. a, like how does she pick who dies immediately and who dies a couple days later is there a rhyme or know. reason to it or is it just kind of like yeah whatever she's playing with them like little mice maybe she can sense their will like i feel like i would die trying to light the house on fire mm. you know sure so you you would commit arson I mean, yeah, I'd go down with it. You'd go down with it. I mean, if I could, I'd be like Sarah Michelle Geller. I mean, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm like not sure what I can say and can't say uh, because I, like the movies are very similar. They are so. Okay, we can jump into it. Let me just look through the trivia before I move on and then we okay. can kind of discuss them both side by side a little I'm more. Like, should I say this or should I like. Let's hold off hold it for back. a second. So. It says that in the trivia, it took them two hours to apply the white makeup to Takako Fuji and Yuya Uziki in order for them to play their ghosts. Why? I think maybe they should have taken three hours. It's literally just it's white just a makeup. suggestion for the or future. black makeup. I mean, that's crazy. Well, I read something also that the writer-director, as a kid, there were these dancers that painted themselves in white paint, and he Mm -hmm. found it very creepy, and so that was part of the inspiration of 
of making of painting their skin. Gotcha. So I don't know. I don't think it looked very realistic, but maybe it's no. supposed to look like paint. I don't know. I don't know. Not I sure. mean, nah, there just could have been better something. There is a final body count of 17, mm. which is pretty high for a, a ghost movie. Yeah, that's really high. Yeah. So there's that. But it's because they don't waste any time with those pesky storylines or character developments. Nope, none at all. <laughs> they just gun through it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's something interesting. Uh, the I'm just reading this straight from IMDb, so don't get mad at me for not paraphrasing. Uh, the infamous scene where Kayako attacks a character from underneath the gap of her bedsheets was inspired by the old Japanese urban legend of... The Girl in the Gaps, a ghost which is said to enter our world only through small gaps in the real world. The Girl in the Gaps. I'm guessing that sounds better in Japanese than it does in English. It's got to sound creepier. It doesn't sound very good in English. No. (laughs) Oh, and also, apparently, there was a Jew on a horror video game. Which came out in honor of the 10th anniversary of the franchise. Uh, it was more of like a haunted house simulator, though. And it was developed for the Wii. Oh, that's pretty cool. I've never yeah. heard of it. I have not seen it. But Carly, if you come across it, let I me know. I don't have a Wii, but I would love to play it. Oh, you don't? No. Oh. All right. Well, someone out there who has a Wii, try it. I want Try s- it and then invite us over. Invite us over. Yes. Thank you. We'll I want to go over play to a random it. stranger's house and watch them play their Wii. That sounds no, totally. I would okay. want to play your Wii. <laughs> Whoever get, you are, anybody. let's get that out of the way Literally first. <laughs> Don't invite me over to watch you play it. Invite me over so I can play it. Oh, see, I am one of the weirdest people in that I love to watch other people play video games, but I do not like playing video games. I also like watching people play, but, like, if it's something that I've never played before and I'm, like, wanting to play it, then I, I'm like, excuse me. Yeah, I might, I might, I might want to try it, yeah. but I'm never going to get far enough that I can actually see what the game does. <laughs> <laughs> see where it goes. Remember when we played video games when we were in Pasadena at that, that spot we went to with uh, yes. Justin from Horror Business? Yes. What was that video game we were playing? We were was playing like, was Super, it Super Smash, Smash Bros. Super Smash Bros. But and it was I like, had no idea what I was doing. But it was like the newest one. And it was yeah. like a seizure in video game form. It was insane. It was so fancy. And I had no idea what any of the buttons did. But you still did fantastic. You were so good at it. I was just like, yeah. I was, I was very impressed by your video gaming skills. I died every five seconds. So no, we did. Was, we were a great team. We were a great team. You won and I lost. No, we won. That's true. We won, but not because of me, because <laughs> I lost several times. Um, let's move on. We're going to talk about now the American remake, The Grudge from 2004. It's directed by... Takashi Shimizu, again. Uh, it's written by Steven Susko, who wrote films such as Hellfest and Unfriended Dark Web. And of course, it's also written by Takashi Shimizu. The IMDb summary is an American nurse living and working in Tokyo is exposed to a mysterious supernatural curse 
one that locks a person in a powerful rage before claiming their life and spreading to another victim. Oh, okay. I mean, it makes a lot of sense that these were directed. Because I'm pretty sure she's a social worker. (laughs) Uh, No, it was Sarah Michelle Gellar because she went there to care for the old lady. Oh, okay. I thought she was a social worker. I thought she was too, but it makes sense now that I think the mother was in with the grandmother, whoever, was on hospice. Okay. And she went there to care for her. Got it. Which is strangely similar to how the social worker in the first film cares for this woman. Correct. Rika in the Japanese version is a social worker and does exactly the same things that Sarah Michelle Gellar does as a nurse. Mm -hmm. Just getting that cleared. Yes. Okay. Um, They are basically, I mean, these are the same movie. Um, it's and it makes sense that he so directed the same movie <laughs> because even just like the flow of it, like the editing is very similar yep. where we have these like scary moments that kind of like build up and then lead up and then the you see the thing and then it just cuts to black and then we're in the next scene. It's insanely similar. It's almost like why bother watching both? Yeah. Like I didn't- felt even more bored. This is not like watching Ringu and then watching The Ring because they're very, they're not very different, but they're different enough. Mm -hmm. This is like shot for shot, almost the same movie most of the time. There are some changes, um, but not a lot. It's more like improvements. You know, it's kind of like if Evil Dead and then Evil Dead 2, you know how they're kind of the same movie, but like Mm -hmm. Evil Dead 2's better and there's like a little bit more stuff happening sure it's kind of like that (laughs) except the same movie again i guess evil dead 2 is is different a little bit but it's the same exact thing i don't know in this case it's like it's i don't know it's like shot for shot it's like watch you oh here's a better here's a i'm sorry nick's the evil dead analogy i just made because on second thought i disagree with my own self let's say it's like alfred hitchcock psycho versus the remake of psycho which is basically a shot for shot remake yeah yes it is because it's like it's not there's no real point to it although carly riddle me this would you rather watch this movie again or juan the grudge again oh oh um like, right think, now you have to watch one. Which one are you turning on? I think I'd pick the Sarah Michelle Gellar one, yeah. to be honest. I agree. I feel the same way. And I don't remember thinking that the American remake I was don't, better than the Japanese I don't either. One. But upon rewatching, it is definitely better. Yeah. Because there's at least some sort of character development. Right. And it's sort of cohesive. It makes Whereas, more sense. The characters yeah. intertwining makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like... Uh, She's trying to figure out the story, whereas in the first one, it's just kind of like, and then this happened, and then this happened, right. and then this happened, and then this happened, and then everybody's dead. There was a little bit of story intertwining at the end with the mm-hmm. detective and his daughter. Correct. But beyond that, not much in the Juon version. In this one, the characters are all connected in some way or another. In some way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I did enjoy this one more. Uh, even though I watched it right after watching the first one. Um, yep. 
but not much more. Like, the graphics and the makeup is better. Mm -hmm. Uh, The scares are scarier because, you know, they're, like, a little bit more well-crafted, I guess, with, uh, you know, timing and jumping out. And, I mean, a movie like this needs jump scares. The little boy looks so similar to the little boy in the Japanese version. Is it not the same boy? Oh, is it? Because I hope it is. A lot of the actors are the same. I don't know if he is. Because he looked so similar. But I was like, but it's two years apart. Like, how can that be? Because he still looks very tiny and like the same age. And I mean, like, even his makeup looked really similar, like all of his band-aids and things. And it just was like, I couldn't get past it. It's the same boy. Okay, thank God. Yeah, so the whole main family, I, I think, go is crazy. the same. Kayako's the same. Um, and I think uh, Takako. Takeo, sorry. That's pretty cool. I think the whole f- main family is the same. Um, some of the other characters might have been the same, too. Uh, so I, I do like that they did that, sure. But it's just, I don't know. It's, it gets to a point where you're like, okay, well, then why even remake it? Yeah. Other than to make a lot of money with American audiences. Right. Which they obviously did. Um, I guess in today's world where we're getting remakes left and right. Yeah. Um, we've kind of come to expect that remakes are going to improve upon or offer something different that the original did not. And with this movie, it's definitely not that way. But I... I can say that, like, there was a time in early 2000s when remakes were literally remakes. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think they've kind of evolved into being a build upon or a retelling of a similar story or adding to that story and broadening it. Or, you know what I mean? Like, remakes are not a shot-for-shot remake anymore. But there was definitely a period of time when that's what audiences wanted or at least people thought that's what audiences wanted and i think especially with foreign language films um that was the case sure that makes sense because you know what i mean like they were teetering and i think now we've completely steered away from that i i sincerely doubt we're gonna see a remake anytime soon that's exactly like its original the way these films are basically exactly the same exactly the same yeah I mean, I don't want to say exactly the same, because there's some slight differences. There are differences, yeah. But for but the most part... They're very similar. It's so... There's definitely parts where you're like, I already saw this. <laughs> and you did. An hour before. <laughs> um, I remember, like, seeing more of a character development with Sarah Michelle Gellar. Um, there's really not much there. She's not even in the movie all that much. No one really is, because it goes between characters so often. Mm-hmm. Um, I was surprised because I remember her being fairly prevalent in it, but maybe I was just remembering her parts or even just the commercials. I think she has a lot of the best scenes. Yeah. So maybe that's why she's so memorable in it. Um, and she's also obviously in the Buffy, second one, so. too, right? She's in the second one for a little. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I, I do. The the one thing I do like that they didn't change, obviously, because uh, they didn't change hardly anything. But I love how the soundstage looks just like the house from the original. Same. Because I think it would have been weird if the layout was different. 
I do too. Yeah. So I did appreciate that because there's something about the stairs and that little like grate by the stairs that um, that Toshio hangs out in. Like there's mm-hmm. something about that setup that's really memorable. And I'm glad they kept that part. I agree. And I'm happy they didn't transplant it to the U.S. I'm happy that they kept it. I'm a little split on that because, I mean, I I thought I liked that. And now watching it, it's fine. And I like it because it's got a lot of, like, the Japanese culture surrounding it still. Um, But I think there it might have benefited from from a from a remake standpoint just in having a different point of view. I can see what you mean. And I, um, I'm excited to see what they do with the new one that's coming out next year because yeah. they're remaking it now by today's remake standards, not 2004's remake standards. Watch it be the same exact thing. It's I not. Die. It's, uh, we know we know it's not based on information <laughs> we have received already regarding okay. this movie. So let me <laughs> let me just go through it a little bit. Sure. Um, because it, it was actually announced in 2014 that they were remake, remaking it, and it's still a ghost house movie. Um, uh, that Jeff Bueller is writing the movie. Um, the reboot is featuring all new characters and ghosts, and it won't tie into the myth and not tie into the mythology of the original series. So we're but not. But it's still gonna, a, a, a vengeful ghost. In it's going to be a vengeful ghost. Uh, I I don't know if it's going to be based on Japanese culture. I would imagine there's got to be some sort of Japanese element here because that's kind of a big part of it. Um, I'm just going to head on over to the Grudge site on IMDb and see if there's any new information. Ooh, um, John Cho's in it. I love him. So it's directed by Nicholas Pesh, who we remember from the eyes of our mother, or my mother, that we discussed last year. Um new new director uh he's only done a couple other movies um looks like he did the screenplay also he did uh and jeff bueller um who wrote pet cemetery and the midnight meat train and uh the prodigy um we just talked about him recently oh jacob's ladder the new jacob's ladder uh he wrote that so i mean he's got some writing chops um, I would like to think that with him as a writer, he's not just going to write the same story again. I mean, especially with Pet Cemetery under his belt, we all know that that story is completely different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, up, up for discussion whether it's better or not than the uh, first film. Uh, but Oh, man, Lynn Shay's in it. Of course she is. What would a ghost movie be without Lynn Shay? That's so true. <laughs> it's a, It's got ghosts in it. Get me Lynn Shay phenomenal that's me as the producer of the movie i liked it (laughs) um so i mean you can't really tell much from the information we've gotten but just in looking at the cast not a lot of asian characters on here i'm just seeing john cho i just see john cho so and he's not japanese i think he's korean if i think so too uh so i yeah uh, lots of white people, actually. Lots, uh, as per usual. I mean, let's be honest. A uh, couple Who's people surprised? of color. A couple people of color. Uh, anyway, so uh, 
that's interesting. We'll see what that's like, but it's not going to be anything <laughs> like this, guaranteed. Uh, no. That's coming to us apparently in January, so eyes peeled for that. I will definitely see that in theaters, whether Same. it's good or not, whether it gets good reviews or not. I'm just curious at this point. I want to see what kind of story they're giving us. Oh, Betty Gilpin, she's the cutest. She's from your show. Which one? Glow. I know. I love Glow. <laughs> oh, I love that show so much. It's coming back in a couple weeks, Carly. I can't Ooh, wait. I've never seen it. I have, to, have. I have to. I know I have please, to watch. Please start. You're going to be <laughs> so start. happy once you do. I know. I got, I don't even want to tell you what I got sucked into. I want to know. Tell me right now. Oh, guys. Tell everyone in it's the embarrassing. world. I, I got care. sucked into Gossip Girl. That's not embarrassing. I'd never watched it before. And this guy at work <laughs> who we talked about movies all the time. And we were talking about like Midsommar. And we were talking about, um, um, oh my God. Why am I blinking on this movie? Your fa- Your favorite movie. My favorite movie. Suspiria. Um, oh. Both old and new. Yeah. Um, we were talking about all these like super artistic movies, and he's like, do you watch Gossip Girl? And I was like, no. And he's like, oh, it's so good. And so I was like bored and tired, and I just randomly started it, and now I'm like on season four already. Gossip Girl's not embarrassing, first okay. of all. Second <laughs> of all, um, so I So when want- I finish Gossip Girl, I'll, I'll start Glow. Okay, wait a minute. Because no fucking way. Gossip Girl will take you 10 years to finish. No, I'm on season four. I literally started like two weeks ago. Carly. I'm cruising. I don't know if you know me, but I'm in hibernation mode right now. So I am like, can you just watch Glow simultaneously? I mean, it's so fast. It's so fast because they're only half hour episodes and there's not even that many of them. Fine. I'm just, maybe. Maybe. I'm going to say maybe. Just watch the first episode and I guarantee you'll get sucked in. Okay. I've been watching Veronica. I guess we're talk- done talking about The Grudge because we're done talking <laughs> about The Grudge. So <laughs> I love Veronica Mars. I'm ending that sequence. Thanks, Tommy B. I'm still watching Veronica Mars, but I am still moving kind of slow, bud. I think I'm on like episode four. What? How? Uh, because I'm watching Downton Abbey still. Oh, so once I'm, it? once I'm done with Downton, I'll fully support the, my Veronica Mars. I've been making sure I'm watching a couple episodes a week okay. just so uh, I keep up with uh, Tommy B. I know Tommy B is now watching Downton Abbey because we're uh, it's kind of a, a quid You're pro You're the best, quo. Tommy B. <laughs> it doesn't work. Uh, no, but yeah, he told me he's watching Downton. I don't know if he's liking it, but I know he started it. That's um, kind. So I'm still watching Downton. Once I'm done with that, I can devote more time to Veronica Mars. But I, I'm Kristen okay Bell is with just a treasure. I'm okay with going slow on that one. See, I like just I like I have to know. I'm like, what else? But what else? To me, there but has not else? been a cliffhanger yet. Um, yeah. So I'm not like I'm not like clicking, clicking, clicking like I do with a lot of other shows. Yeah, that um, makes sense. Yeah, so we'll see if there starts to be. Maybe I should be, start Downton Abbey again. I mean, it's never a bad time to rewatch Downton Abbey. It's not. I need my Matthew Crowley <sighs> alive and well. No, that ship has sailed for me, my friend. <laughs> oh, uh, that's so sad. I know. Okay, um, so can we talk about Midsummer a little bit? Yes, I don't, please. I don't want to talk about it a lot because a, I want to do an episode on it. B, yes. 
I don't want to ruin it for anybody. Um, But by far, the best movie I've seen in theaters this year. By far. I 100% agree. By far. Like, insanely by far. Yes. And I, I'm, there, a director's cut's coming out. I How can't wait. How long is it going to be? 20 and minutes where more. Do I, phenomenal. 20 minutes I more. I could have done with an hour. <laughs> I seriously, like, this movie's almost three hours long, and I was sitting there like, but what else? Right. Like, I want to know I was more. so sucked in this world, it could have been four hours long, I wouldn't have noticed. And this Same. coming from the girl that hates long horror movies. Yes. And I, it was beautiful. Gorgeous. The storytelling was amazing. There was phenomenal. so much going on. Stunning. Um, the it it was so no jump scares in it nope. at all. Nope. Um, stunning. But stunning. it gave me chills. There yes. were so many moments where Creepy. I was like so tense with like ooh uncomfortableness. Yep. In a good way. Like this movie is so good, and I like understand why some people might not like it, but at the same time, I don't understand why some people don't like it. There are people that don't like this. And I don't understand those people. Yeah. I can't. There are definitely movies where I'm like, well, that's going to make that's going to split the audience. And I get it. This movie, I'm, I don't I honestly, genuinely, if someone doesn't appreciate this movie, I don't get it. Even with Hereditary, I kind of understood if people didn't like it. Well, I mean, that makes sense because some people just don't like that subject matter. Um, this, this is a movie- flawless movie. I mean, I've only seen it once, so that is a bold <laughs> statement. But upon first watch, I saw zero oh, so fault with this good. movie. Everything that bothered me had a purpose and was there for a reason. Like, oh. there was nothing um, superfluous in this film, to, in my I, eyes, especially for as long as it is. But I understand with how, um, I mean, but we're like, we're genre people. Like, I understand that there is definitely, like, a group of people that would find this, like, tedious, maybe. Um, I'm not one of those people. I think this movie is perfectly paced. But I get it. Like, I can understand why people would feel that way. Um, I don't know if there were a lot of people in your theater. My theater was super packed. And a lot of people, I felt, were, like, very uncomfortable. And so I think that maybe that would translate into not liking it um a lot of people were laughing at really weird parts like not like the supposed to be com- comedic you know parts but like uncomfortable because they were probably very uncomfortable sure sure um i could see so that. i can i can like i get why some people might not like it i personally thought it was phenomenal i can't wait to see it again i'm gonna Same. see this again in theaters as long oh. as it's still there yes um i I I'm in. I'm all in on this. I yes. am so excited that Ari Aster has a, another two films coming to us that he already wrote. And I I this is if this is the level we can expect from him. Like I just I can't. I'm so Give excited. Me all of them. I mean, he is on track to be the next John Carpenter. He's amazing. He's awesome. He's amazing. Honestly, he's so talented. I'm, his eye is so distinct, yeah, so deliberate. It is, it's, it's perfect. I mean, it's, it's. I can't even like describe it. Like it's so 
amazing. Like the the difference between Hereditary and Midsommar visually is super obvious with like how dark and how light one is. Yeah. But it's also just like the minute details. Yeah. He pays attention to everything. Mm-hmm. And I know that like it it was just how I felt, how let down I felt by seeing us. Um after Get Out, it, like I could not have felt the complete opposite about this movie. This like, is a my, step up from Hereditary. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, I love Hereditary too, and I was talking about Hereditary after I saw it, um, and upon rewatching, it was even better. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a fantastic movie. This to me is even better. And I agree. If, if every movie he's making is going to be a step above the last, like I can't wait. I can't and handle it. If we're gonna we're gonna get one of these every year, are we? Because maybe we are. You know, one we just got hope. hereditary last year. He already wrote these things, so it's like they're gonna be coming. Bam, bam, bam. I can't wait. Let's yes. do this. I mean, this is like what I was I'm hoping. Strapped in and ready to go. Like Sean Byrne is another uh fairly recent horror director that I love, you know, who did Devil's Candy and the Loved yeah. Ones. Some of my favorite uh, modern horror films uh, are are made by Sean Byrne, but he is the slowest <laughs> releasing horror director ever. It's like every seven years or something, we're getting something from him, which is like, okay, it's worth the wait. I'm okay. But like, it's kind of nice to get high caliber films coming quickly uh, just because he spent, I don't know, what was it, like 10 years writing these things? Yeah, I'm grateful. I'm Thank great. you, Ari Aster. Yes, there's nothing wrong. Sean Byrne, I still for love just you. Like, I'm just saying, like, it's kind of nice to get him so quickly because I get impatient. Nice. I mean, I honestly would rather, I'd rather a writer-director take it, take their time sure. um, if it's not ready, you know? Totally, totally, um, totally. Rather than rushing and then you go, us. Um But, Unfortunately, I mean, yes, if, you're right. you know. <laughs> but, um, I mean... Ari Aster gets it. He knows what he's doing. I don't think that he would put out something that wasn't, you know, he wasn't confident in, you know? I do love that apparently they were, like, cutting uh, Midsommar, like, up until, like, the last second. Like, they were fine-tuning and landing on, like, the drug scenes in particular, which I think is just so funny and great because they're so good. I just can't wait for the... Uh, for the director's cut, which oh is my god, insane. me too. I'm ready for those extra 20 minutes and Give see me that three hours. <laughs> um, I mean, uh, that's all I'm gonna say about it. We'll talk about it more in detail when you know we're talking about it on the show for real. I literally just want to like wrap up recording and go see that movie right now. You know, I I was I went by myself to the theater to see it. Um. It was just kind of on a whim, too. Like, I'd been wanting to see it, but we were on vacation, and then we came yeah. home, and then we were busy. And then one day after work, I was just, like, sitting there on the couch, and it was hot in the house, and we, we didn't have our air conditioning set up at all. So it's just like, ugh. I was like, fuck it. Why am I just sitting here? I'm going to see Midsummer. So yes. I was like, just on a whim, just got up and went to the theater to see it. Uh, and I tried to get Tony to go with me, but he was uh, not interested <laughs> So I'd really like to try and get him in the theater now to see it. Um, Because I think he would appreciate it. I think he would like it. 
But yeah, it is intense and just, I mean, his writing is just fucking oh. insane. It's just insane. It's so good. I'm so happy that I saw this movie on my birthday. I think I had a smile like on it on the whole time, it's, except for the parts where I was like, "Ooh, yeah." Woo. I wouldn't say the whole time. Hopefully Woo. not the whole time. But there's, there's like, see, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it too much, but no, I just want to go see it again. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about this movie. I will definitely be buying this on Blu-ray for sure. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent because it is gorgeous. All right, it's so beautiful. Is there anything else we want to talk about? <sighs> Oh, I can tell you my really weird crawl experience. Oh, you went and saw crawl. Yeah. Well, I mean, kind of. So (laughs) I went to go see Annabelle. Okay. Um, I had tickets and I got to the theater and then looked and my tickets were no longer there. Oh. And I looked at the what was playing and Annabelle was not playing. It was completely removed. Oh. Um, so I guess, I don't know, they like took it off. But it's weird because it was playing this week. So I don't really know what happened. Um, it also happened to be the Thursday that Crawl was released. And so I was like, okay, like I'm going to watch Crawl. And so got tickets, started watching Crawl, was about 30 to 40 minutes in, and the fire alarm goes off. Oh, no. And they're like, it's fine, like, we'll fix it. And then all of a sudden, like, 25 minutes later, they come back in and they're like, we can't get it rebooted. And so, like, that was it. That was, like, my movie theater experience. Oh, no. Well, how was the first 36 minutes of Crawl? Because I've heard great things. Yeah, it was super fun. Like, I really want to go see the rest of it. Um, I feel like I got to the part where it was going to get really good and entertaining. Um, So I'm kind of bummed that that it stopped. And so I'm I'm excited to actually get a chance to see it, but I wish that I could like come in halfway through, you know? Right. Well, just I don't go in need to see the first again. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, just take an extra long time getting my popcorn. Just, yeah, just get in line for the popcorn, and yeah, you know, like go to the bathroom and eat I'll your like, popcorn on the toilet. Just everybody would hate me in the theater. Hey, whatevs. All right, I'm done. Are you done? I'm done. Cool. Uh, what are we doing next week, Carly? Oh yeah, we're doing some fun, fun films. Yeah, yeah. That are, that'll be very exciting. I'm very excited. Um, I think one of Amy's favorites. Yes, all um, time of all time. <laughs> we are going to be checking out Night of the Creeps, uh, which is streaming on Crackle. Yes, and also Prince of Darkness, which is currently streaming on Shutter. Night of the Creeps is one of my all-time favorites. I love it so much. And, and Carly, you've never seen it. And I I've used never seen I don't I, think I've ever seen it. it. It's possible I might have. We'll see. Mm, TBD. You would remember if you saw it. I remember the name. I talk about it a lot. Okay, maybe that's why. Just in my regular life. And I remember the, the image of Prince of Darkness. Yes. But again, I don't know if I've seen that. I don't think I have. It's John Carpenter. Maybe both of us have seen that one. I don't remember it, but we'll find out. We will find (laughs) out. Stay tuned for next week. Uh, So until then, I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. Mm, Bye-bye.